All right, welcome along, Philip Ward Show. Welcome to the month of April as well. You know, it just seems like the days are completely flying by as far as our countdown goes. We tick on to 1,389 days left in the Biden administration, Harris-Biden administration, whatever it is that you want to call it. Now, I'm, I'm looking around today, and I see... Joe Biden's so-called infrastructure plan that is just a tax hike on basically everybody in this country who pays taxes. And I hear AOC, and this was last night, and she was on MSDNC, and she's saying, this is just, this is just a starter. We want $10 trillion. So just looking at Basic economic statistics. Now remember, we've already spent $4 trillion in COVID relief packages. Now, you just go online and the numbers debated, but CNBC, pretty reliable when it comes to uh, the economy, says America is $23 trillion in debt. Uh, there's this page, uh, the Peter G. Peterson Foundation saying that the national debt, as far as uh, as uh, on May, March first, excuse me, was twenty eight trillion dollars. So either way, and then the Hill uh, two years ago, U.S. debt surpasses twenty three trillion dollars. Whatever it is, the number of the uh, debt in this country. Well, listen, you add this Biden infrastructure plan, which and the GOP are out with a report today about it is not about infrastructure at all but then if you go and you listen to alexandria ocasio cortez asking for 10 trillion dollars where is this money going to come from we're spending money in this country because of the democrat party that we don't have but why do they do it well it's very simple if you if you understand totally what the Democratic Party is all about. And think about this. This is how Americans view the country, if you're asking me. You either have people who say, oh, well, well, we live in a democracy. We live in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a true democracy, right? And those are people that would say that, I would argue, are more Democratic people. That's the Democrat Party. It's wrong, though. That is not factually correct. We do not live in a true democracy. We live, and this is where the Republican Party is uh, in name, Republicans, we live in a constitutional republic. So if you believe we live in a true democracy, I'd say that you tend to vote more Democrat and you identify as a Democrat. But if you believe, as is the truth, that we live, that America is a constitutional republic, then I would say that you're probably more likely to vote Republican. Now listen. There's not a, the Republican Party definitely upsets me. I don't think they're the strongest people going. We see a very few Republicans who are actually on TV, and I get it. You know, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, always points out, and he's absolutely right on this, the mainstream media, you are never going to convince them that you are right. They will always have a burning, passionate hatred for Republicans. So I, I understand that it's tough to go on television and radio and get your point across, but you have to do it. 
Know that they're not going to side with you, but know that if you give them facts and statistics and explain why, and I always make this argument, that 10 out of 10 times, if conservative ideas and de uh, Democrat Party ideas are put on the table for Americans to see, they're more than likely going to side with conservatives. You, it's just a matter of getting that message across. Now, as far as this bill goes, right, and and, and here's a, a, a perfect talking point. If you're a Republican speaking to a Democrat, well, where are you guys finding this money that you want to spend? The GOP releases this report today. Joe Biden's infrastructure plan. It's not really about infrastructure. It is another multi-trillion dollar far left wish list. Just take a look at the actual bill. Only 7%, 7% of the bill spending is what Americans traditionally think of as infrastructure. Of Biden's $2.25 trillion bill, only $115 billion is for repairing roads and bridges. Only $25 billion is for airports. And only $17 billion is for waterways and ports. And to pay for his non-infrastructure bill, Biden is proposing $1.8 trillion in tax hikes. That would kill hundreds of thousands of jobs and raise the combined tax rate on U.S. businesses to the highest of any country in the G7. Reckless spending higher taxes, and a less competitive business environment, that's not the plan this country needs as we try to recover from a pandemic. That's a recipe for fewer jobs, less money in Americans' pockets. All, why, are they, why is he doing it? It's all an effort to appease the far-left special interest groups occupying the swamp in Washington, D.C. I think that report is dead-on accurate. Now, Something that we want as Americans, right? Of, of course, we want bridges rebuilt and roads that are uh, well uh, well built enough where you can drive and you have no problems whatsoever. Of course, we all want that. We want good sidewalks. I mean, we want a clean country. Well, this bill barely, I mean, 7% is going to infrastructure. The rest of it is just Biden making his far-left, lunatic, radical, socialist, left-wing base of the Democrat Party to, he wants to make them happy. And Nancy Pelosi is in the same boat as Joe Biden. If they lose that wing of the party, well, they're going to turn against them. And we, we hear talk, remember, um, after the election, we heard this talk, well, is Donald Trump going to form a new third party? I don't, of course he's not going to do that. He's not, he's not dumb. You know that third parties aren't going to work. But if AOC and her squad don't want to be in a party with Joe Biden or Joe Manchin for that effort, I'll get to Manchin in a second here, uh, then why don't they go and form a new third party? You, you could go take over the Green Party. I, if, if, if they were true to their word, that's what they would do. But, of course, they're not going to do that. Now, today, all right, so we need bipartisanship in the country. We hear that all the time. Well, we want Republicans and Democrats to work together. The only person I've seen even have a little bit of effort to try and have bipartisanship and have agreements work with the other party 
is Joe Manchin. So this is what happened today. Jim Clyburn. Jim Clyburn is a prominent Democrat, effectively known on this program as Darth Vader. Here's the headline. Jim Clyburn launches scathing attack on Joe Manchin over the filibuster because Joe Manchin has said he is not in favor of abolishing the filibuster, ending it completely, along with Kristen Sinema, a Democrat senator from Arizona. Jim Clyburn is furious about that. Senator Joe Manchin has been pleading with his fellow Democrats for bipartisanship by opposing killing the filibuster. Now his colleagues, the Democrats, have had enough. Top-ranking Democrat representative Jim Darth Vader Clyburn from South Carolina went after Manchin in an interview on Thursday about the Democrats' voting rights bill. Quote, to the, he was telling the Huffington Post, I'm insulted when he tells me that it's more important to maintain a relationship with the minority in the U.S. Senate than it is for you to maintain a relationship with the minority voters in America. Now, wait a minute. It's got nothing to do with minority voters in America. This is just Democrat playbook 101 when they have nothing else. All they do is argue the race card. But here's why Clyburn is so upset, and he shouldn't be, because Manchin doesn't want to kill the filibuster and cares, and this is in Clyburn's work, cares about a, a relationship with the minority party. So hold on a minute. Then Jim Clyburn, if you're in Clyburn's district, he doesn't care what you have to say if you are a Republican. And he looks at other politicians that way as well. This is how the Democrats treat other people, though. If you disagree with them, forget what you have to say. It's the exact opposite of what the definition, and just go to Google and search it. Look up what a liberal is defined as, a person that listens to all different viewpoints. Couldn't be anything further from the truth with the Democrat Party. Clyburn implied the Democrats may lose the Senate majority because of Manchin. Since when do their rights take precedent over your fellow Democrat Warnock? who saw his state just pass laws to keep him from getting reelected. Again, the Democrats are going to continue to use the Georgia voting bill, which is, it, it, there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. You have to show an ID to buy alcohol. You have to show an ID to, to get on a plane. You have to show an ID to go to a different country. By the way, I don't see any of the illegals flooding across our border showing any photo ID anywhere. As far as their, uh, that situation is concerned. Oh, I have a piece on that. I just saw Jim Jordan on um, Fox News saying, and I think he's got it right here as far as the border goes. There's three key policies that the Biden administration stopped. Number one being the remain in Mexico policy where if illegal, uh, illegal alien came across the border, he would, they, uh, it was effectively caught. Go to Me you're in Mexico, you wait for your court date. So it's Mexico's problem until we can say, all right, are you going to stay here or are you going to be deported? Number two, the moratorium on deportation. Joe Biden ending that totally is causing the illegals to come over here. If they know they're not going to get deported, of course they're going to flood into our country. And number three, he says not finishing the border wall. Remember over 460 miles of southern border wall built 
That was by the Trump administration. Anyway, I've got a, a little point that I just wanted to get in. So, uh, Clyburn continues and says, uh, and you're going to say it's more important for you to protect 50 Republicans in the Senate than for you to protect your fellow Democrat seat in Georgia. Quote, that's a bunch of crap. And Clyburn talking about his own uh, partner in the Democrat Party here. The issue of civil rights and voting rights, these constitutional issues, should never be sacrificed on the altar of the filibuster. He said, I've been saying that for a long time. I, there's no, and, and, and this is how Manchin, uh, uh, what Manchin's been saying. America's declining trust in the government and each other makes it harder to solve key problems. He says that trust will continue to diminish unless we, as members of Congress, transcend partisanship to strengthen our democracy by protecting voting rights implementing common sense election security reforms and making our campaign finance system more transparent. He says, pushing through legislation of this magnitude on a partisan basis may garner short-term benefits, but will inevitably only exacerbate the distrust that millions of Americans harbor against the U.S. government. Manchin is absolutely right in this case. And by the way, I'm not going to go around defending Joe Manchin. Uh, I think he's starting to cave a little bit as far as uh, the Democrat, uh, the pressure that they're putting on him. I mean, look at Clyburn here, though, out in public criticizing his own person, his own politician who's supposed to be in his party. All because, oh, how dare, how dare that Joe Manchin from West Virginia want bipartisanship? Anyway, all right, we got other news to get into. Uh, as far as the Derek Chauvin trial goes, George Floyd's ex-girlfriend, uh, Courtney Ross is her name. She testified today, um, and she said, both uh, Floyd and I, uh, our story, it's a classic story of how many people get addicted to opioids. So I guess they both were druggies. We both suffered from chronic pain. Mine was in my neck and his was in his back. We both had prescriptions, but after prescriptions that were filled, we got addicted and tried really hard to break that addiction many times. Uh, you know, Chauvin obviously accused of killing Floyd after being seen uh, at, you know, kneeling on his neck for the nine minutes and 29 seconds. Uh, the defense argued Chauvin did what he uh, was trained to do and that Floyd's death was caused and said by Floyd's illegal drug use, under, which is, by the way, totally true. Um, not the you know, cause of death, that's so up for debate, just Floyd's illegal drug use. Underlying health conditions Floyd as well had, uh, adrenaline flowing through his blood. Autopsy did find fentanyl and methamphetamine in George Floyd's system when he died. Uh, she, uh, Ross continued addiction, in my opinion, lifelong struggle. Not something that just kind of comes and goes. It's something I'll deal with uh, forever, she says. Uh, so, and and by the way, as far as George Floyd goes, George Floyd, remember Floyd. This is what Joe Biden had to say about George Floyd. Quote, Dr. King, uh, of course, referring to Martin Luther King, said that his assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's death did. 
I mean, an unbelievably crazy statement to make. George Floyd was a criminal his entire life. Uh, in other news, I got Fox News comes out with a report today. Yeah, now, and, and this was in um, the New York Post last week as well. Uh, here's the headline. Los Angeles agency votes for $36 million police funding boost as crime surges. Now remember they were they were the ones that wanted to defund the police. Remember that? And now they're saying, oh, now we got to give them more money. Well, uh, Fox News runs this piece today. Police defunded. Major cities feeling the loss of police funding as murders and other crimes soar. Cities such as Los Angeles, Minneapolis, New York City, Portland, and Austin and Texas have shifted funds from police departments to social services programs. Well, here's some of the statistics. This is in Minneapolis. Violent crime rates surged in 2020 after the death of George Floyd. Uh, between December 11th, 2020 and March 28th of this year, murders in the city rose 46% to 19 compared to the 13 reported during the same time period last year. Going back further, there have been 49% more homicides since the initial budget cut in July of 2020. Uh, you got in Portland here, statistics from July 2020 when the city's uh, budget cuts were made and this past February, the most recent data available shows homicides skyrocketing. Get this, 270.6% compared to the same time last year. 63 homicide offenses reported from July 2020 through February 2021. Only 17 recorded from July 2019 to February of 2020. Uh, New York City, up. Uh, remember uh, the what we just we, uh, witnessed, the Asian woman who was walking to church and this black guy just starts beating on her for no reason at all. The same guy who killed his mother in 2002. Uh, in New York City, de Blasio Cuomo, what are you guys doing to solve this? Uh, murders are up 11.8% as of March 21, uh, 21st, excuse me, with tw uh, 76 reported this year compared to the 68 from 2020. Number of shootings rose 40.1% in 2021 with 220 reported as of March 21st compared to the 157 recorded shootings during the same time last year. Remember, the New York City Council voted to move $1 billion away from the New York uh, Police Department's budget. Uh, you have in uh, Austin here, uh, in uh, February 2021, showed there were 11 murders year-to-date in Austin, compared to the 10 reported during the same time last year. Meanwhile, Aggravated assault reports were up 26% from 415 reported year-to-date in 2020 compared to the 524 so far this year. And, you know, I can go on and on. In Portland, same exact statistics. But, you know, there's the, the reason I, I share this with you is because the cities that are overwhelmingly run by liberal Democrats that voted to defund the police they're not doing better. Those cities are less safe for no reason other than the fact that they have weak Democrats in charge and that they want to defund and demonize the police. I mean, the most 
brave, most courageous, most incredible people in this country, the police department. They voluntarily signed up for this. They said, hey, I want to keep my community safe and make a living doing it. I, they should not be looked at as, as villains in this country. They're the ones that keep villains in jail. Um, hey, and uh, remember we reported late uh, last night uh, about this shooting in Southern California. There's an update in the AP today. Uh, the gunman who killed four people and critically wounded a fifth at a Southern California office building knew all the victims and apparently before opening fire, chain shut the gates to two entrances, delaying police from getting there. It's sick. It's disgusting. Among the victims of the horrific massacre Wednesday afternoon was a, a get this, a nine-year-old boy who was found cradled in the arms of a woman believed to be his mother. How heartbreaking and sad is that? Uh, uh, Todd Spitzer is the Orange County District Attorney. He said, our, thought, our hearts today go out to the victims, and I'm here to tell you that we're going to do everything in our power, uh, in our power in the Orange County District Attorney's Office to get justice for these families. He even said that he will consider seeking the death penalty and you know on this program that i'm consistent with my thought if you knowingly kill another human being then you deserve the death penalty we have amazing medical advances we have tremendous technological advances all in this country but the one thing the one thing you cannot get back at this as current day goes is a human life no matter what you do, there is no remedy. You can pay back money. You can pay back compensation if there's damages to something. You can, you, there's always a solution for that. But when a human life is lost, there's no reduce. You cannot get that back. It's sad and it's heartbreaking. The whole story is just heartbreaking. It really well and truly is. Uh, on that note, then, folks, I have to tell you, tomorrow being Good Friday, uh, Easter on Sunday, then Easter Monday, I will be back on Tuesday. Uh, also, Monday here in Buffalo is sort of a big deal. It's Dingus Day. I'm not sure. You know, a lot of, Buffalo's the Dingus Day capital of the world. It's basically when the Polish uh, Polish people go out and, and celebrate and, and, you know, drink a lot, and it's always a, uh, a fun time. Uh, so that being said, enjoy Good Friday tomorrow. Happy Easter. Uh, enjoy that. Easter, enjoying Easter Sunday, Easter Monday. As always, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so very much for listening to the program. It means the world to me, and I'll never be able to express uh, the gratitude that I have to you guys, the listeners of the Philip Orch. I really do appreciate it. Uh, that being said, thank you very much. Happy Easter. Enjoy it. Enjoy the weekend. And I will be back here. See you here on Tuesday. Thanks as always. Have a happy Easter.